Bitterroot spell certainly was effective, although Kyra's inability to walk on two legs drew some confused gazes. By the time she had reached the town square, she had figured out the whole bipedal balancing act and was actually starting to feel a little more comfortable in this human form. She made her way to the public records building, but the door was stuck, so she tried to pull harder. It's locked, said a gruff voice behind her. Kyra turned and saw a male half-orc standing behind her, arms folded across his chest. The glint in his eyes signaled that he possessed more intelligence than the average half-orc. Next to him stood a very tall and well-muscled female elf, although she seemed to be preoccupied with studying the nearby metalsmith's shop. I thought it was open to citizens, Kyra said cautiously. Her voice in this form was slightly higher in pitch and less rattly than as a dragon. The town council is having a meeting. They usually lock the doors to keep people out, the half-orc said. He continued to study her. Well, I just want to look at the town records, not ruin their stupid meeting. Kyra wondered if she could break down the door with these human muscles. Doubtful. The half-orc raised an eyebrow. You think their discussion on the Wing of Thunder's lair is stupid? Kyra narrowed her eyes. And how do you know what they're discussing? Oh, he intercepted a letter, the elf said absentmindedly. Risa! The half-orc hissed angrily. What? Risa shrugged. I thought we were all on the same side here. How do we know that when we don't even know who she is? He replied exasperatedly. I'm Kylie, Kyra said with confidence. Kylie Blackwing. And I don't need your help. She started walking around towards the back of the building, hoping to find another way in. But the half-orc grabbed her shoulder and whirled her around. I'm not letting you out of my sight, he growled. I don't trust you. The feeling's mutual. Kyra shrugged off his hand and glowered. A crash sounded from behind the building. Risa took off towards it. The half-orc swore, grabbed Kyra's arm, and dragged her along despite her protests. They turned the corner, Kyra slamming her elbow into the wall in the process, and saw Risa towering over a young human man who was sitting on the ground. A dwarf poked his head out of the second-story window, hissed, Be quiet! and vanished back inside. Let go! Kyra ordered the half-orc. No, he said curtly. You're hurting me. You could betray us. Oh yeah, and how would that work? Excuse me, guard, but I'd like to turn in these two unsavory individuals who have been using their mind gazes to open the front door. Please. Risa laughed loudly. Oh, I like her. Mind gazes. Can we keep her, Shane? You will not keep me. Kyra finally succeeded in yanking her arm free from Shane, the half-orc. And I don't need any of you. Well, we don't need you either, Shane said. Risa and I- Risa, what are you doing? Risa, who had been helping the young human to his feet, started and accidentally let go of his hand, causing him to tumble back to the ground. I was being courteous, Risa said rather confusedly. It would be rude to just leave him there, right? The young man chuckled and stood up, brushing the dust off his pants. I appreciate the courtesy. Then he grew serious. So what are you all doing here? We're looking for none of your business. Shane cut in before Risa could finish. And does none of your business involve the Wing of Thunder's lair? The human asked dryly. Well, actually, Risa began. No, it doesn't, Shane said. I'm pretty sure it does, since you know what they're meeting about in this building, Kyra said, smiling tauntingly at Shane. Shane clenched his fists and scowled at her. And is that why you're here, Kylie? Ky Kyra decided to play it cool and just shrugged. Maybe. 
and why do you seek this information? The human was watching all three of them warily. Both Shane and Kyra hesitated to answer that question. Risa, Kyra noted with interest, was otherwise engaged. Nine cities business, Shane finally said. That's all you need to know. The human turned his sea-green eyes onto Kyra. Something felt oddly familiar about those eyes. And you? He asked. Kyra considered lying, but she could only come up with a ludicrous fibs. So she blurted out a partial truth. I need answers. The human cocked his head to one side. He half smiled. I do too. I'm Malcolm, by the way, but you can call me Mal. Kylie Blackwing, Kyra replied. She turned to Shane. I don't think I got your last name, Shane. Or do you not have one? Shane ignored her. The dwarf with you? He asked Mal. Mal nodded. He... We were planning on eavesdropping on the council meeting. Or he was. My job was to keep the cards busy, but apparently the wall proved to be a greater foe than I expected. Look, we have a limited window of opportunity in which to act. I'm willing to work together on getting in if we promise to share the info. Deal? Kyra folded her arms. I'm not sure I need the help, but why not? At least I won't have to climb the wall. What makes you say that? Shane asked icily. In answer, Kyra simply nodded at the window. Shane and Mal turned to see Risa haul herself onto the windowsill and disappear into the building. A few seconds later, they heard Risa boom out an exuberant, Hello! Followed by the sounds of a not-so-subtle scuffle. Oh, great. Shane muttered under his breath. Hey! What are you doing here? A bulky human captain and his four bulky city guards were standing in several yards behind them, blocking their way back to the main street. We're lost, said Mal. We're looking for someone. Shane said simultaneously. Kyra saw the guard's stoic faces, sighed, and cast a sleeping spell. She wasn't sure if she could spellcast while transformed, but her other option was to try to fight in this puny human form. Dang, did she really miss the ability to smack people with her tail? Happily, her melodic chant did condense into a soft pink cloud that washed over the four guards. They blinked with difficulty and then sank to the ground in a deep, soundless slumber. Kyra casually turned and grinned at Mal and Shane. Guess I didn't betray us after all, she said to Shane. She strolled over to the guards and began taking their money pouches. Hey! Mal ran over and tried to swat the money bag out of her hands. His whole demeanor had switched from cautious to aggressive, even protective. Leave them alone. We don't need the money. But we can use it, Kyra protested. What's your deal? It's not right. Yeah, well, breaking into a building and eavesdropping on a closed council meeting isn't right either, but you don't seem to have any compunctions about that. This is different. These guards are defenseless. They've done nothing to hurt us. So? So why hurt them? Why not? Kyra threw back her shoulders and spread her wings. Just kidding. She was still in human form, so the best she could do was glower. Even if they don't hurt me now, someday they or their kin will. Her thoughts flashed back to the incident in the ravine. She grimaced and shoved the memory away. Enough! Shane put himself between them. We don't have time for this. Mal, go keep watch and let us know if any more guards are coming, whether from this building or the street. Kylie, leave these guards be and help me unload that cart. He pointed at a crate-laden cart near the other end of the alley, which looked to open up into a small side street. Why? Kyra asked dryly. No and Risa, she'll come barreling out of that building in a few minutes with a score of guards on her tail. We'll need a quick way to escape. That's why you also need to tell us when Risa and your dwarf friend exit the building, Mal. If we're going to get out of this, we need to cooperate. Shane glanced from Mal to Kyra and back. Understood? Kyra and Mal glanced at each other. Why did he look so familiar? Something about his eyes felt slightly draconic. 
But that would have to be a question to mull over later. Fine, Kyra said. She returned the money bag to the guard's belt and backed away from the slumbering squadron. Pax Strenos? Mal frowned. Kyra realized that she had spoken a draconic phrase and wondered whether she needed to translate it for him. But just as she was about to, Mal said, All right, temporary truce it is. Good, Shane grunted. As Mal positioned himself behind some barrels that overlooked both the main street and the building's window, Shane and Kyra ran over to the cart and began unloading it. I don't see any horses or oxen around, Kyra said as they worked. Shane set down a cart and paused to catch his breath. I was hoping you could solve that problem. What, you think I can just conjure up magical steeds to pull the cart for us? Shane raised his eyebrows. You're a spellcaster, right? Isn't there some kind of charm or enchantment you could do? Kyra huffed in annoyance. There are 17 to be precise, but I need specific ingredients to cast any of them. Then look around for those ingredients. Shane continued unloading the cart as quickly as he could. Kyra rolled her eyes and began rummaging through the crates. Nothing but dried peaches and dyed fabric and animal furs. Animal furs. Kyra hastily combed through the furs until she found the type that she was looking for. Straightening up, she held the fur in one hand and stroked it with the other, muttering an enchantment over it. The fur quivered and suddenly vanished, leaving two brown ribbons in its place. Hiya! Kyra glanced up and saw Risa crash through the window, a dwarf under one arm and a cat under the other. The elf landed hard on her feet and rolled forward before springing back up and charging towards the frantically waving Shane. Mal abandoned his post and followed hot on Risa's trail towards the cart. Get in! Shane yelled. He grabbed Kyra's arm and hauled her into the cart. Take these and sit in front! Kyra shoved the ribbons into Shane's hands and pushed him towards the front of the cart. What the heck am I supposed to do with these? Shane asked angrily. Hold them like reins and use them to steer! Kyra called out the command word and felt the cart begin to move. She clung to the side of the cart and looked out behind them. Risa was just a few yards away, with Mal several yards behind her. Guards were already streaming out of the public records building and heading towards them. A longhorn blast sounded from the top floors of the building. Catch! Risa called out. She tossed the dwarf towards the cart. Kyra ducked as he flew past her, crashed face first into Shane's back, and slid to the floor, groaning and rubbing his beak-like nose. Risa grabbed onto the side of the cart and heaved herself on board, the cat still securely under her arm. The elf was breathing heavily and covered in sweat, but she still managed to give Kyra a massive grin. Wow, that was fun! Mal was only a few feet away now. Kyra could tell by his red face and labored breath that he was running out of steam. He must have sensed it too, because he put on a final burst of speed and reached for the cart. His left hand grasped the cart's side, but just as he was about to pull himself up, he tripped. Kyra automatically grabbed his left arm and caught sight of four jagged scars on the left forearm. Her eyes widened in shock. They were exactly the same scars as the ones she had given the bronze dragon. Risa grabbed Mal by the collar of his shirt and pulled him into the cart. Thanks, Mal gasped at both of them. Of course, Risa said. Kyra was still too stunned to speak, so she just nodded. Why is there a gigantic spectral rabbit in front of the cart? The dwarf asked. I don't know, ask the spellcaster, Shane bellowed. Kylie, I need to go faster. As he said this, a troop of armed guards on horseback turned a corner and began pursuing them. Some of them strung their bows and began firing arrows at the cart. Risa and Mal, the bronze dragon, positioned themselves at the back of the cart. Risa was deflecting the arrows by wielding a cauldron lid like a shield with her free hand. She was still securely holding the cat under her other arm. 
and Mal was using a sword to cut down hay bales and pennants and anything else that it can, could impede the guard's progress. Kyra found her voice. Call out its favorite types of food. Shane turned around and gave her a look as if he wanted to take her temperature. It's a rabbit, right? Kyra explained hastily. So just yell out the name of any type of appealing vegetable and it'll speed up. Carrots! Risa called out cheerfully. No, Shane has to be the one to call it out. He's driving! Kyra said, exasperated. Carrots! Shane yelled. The spectral rabbit put on a boost of speed, sending the cart lurching forward. Kyra lost her balance and stumbled backwards, almost falling out of the cart. Risa yanked her back onto the cart and ducked as one of the guards shot an arrow at the cart. Then the cart turned the corner and began barreling through the large market square of the town. People, animals, and produce of all kinds flung themselves out of the way of the lurching cart as it made its way towards the town's main gate. Carrots! Carrots! Shane was hollering. Slow down, you're gonna hurt someone! Mal called out to Shane. I can't, the bridge is going up! Shane bellowed. He pointed in front of them at the slowly rising bridge, which was their only way across the chasm that encircled the town. The dwarf muttered what must have been a dwarvish curse. Carrots! Ugh, what else do rabbits eat? Cabbage? The dwarf asked. Radishes? Kyra said at the same time. She gritted her teeth as her stomach suddenly and painfully churned. How much of her hour was left? Hold on! Shane yelled. But Kyra couldn't because both of her hands were busy gripping her stomach now. She felt someone grab her arm and saw that it was Risa. Let go! I I'm fine! Kyra hissed. Risa didn't answer her or let her go. The cart barreled up the slowly rising bridge and launched itself into the air. Kyra felt the taste of bitterroot and bile in her mouth and knew that her time was up. The cart landed with a huge crash on the other side of the chasm. One of its wheels snapped off, causing the cart to tumble down the road helter-skelter. Kyra heard a horrible crack and saw blood oozing out of Risa's head. Risa's eyes rolled back and her grip on Kyra slackened. Kyra flung herself out of the cart and tumbled into the trees lining the road. She heard the cart crash into something, and that was all she noticed, because after that she was too busy puking her guts out and resuming her dragon shape. It was as agonizing transforming back into a dragon as it had been transforming into a human. But she did feel a sense of relief as she felt her wings growing back and their acid glands reforming in her throat. When she finally stopped vomiting up the bitterroot and stood up on her four, four legs, she peered through the trees and saw that the cart had crashed onto the side of a house. A female elf came running out to see the wreckage and shrieked in horror. Back at the path, the bridge had stopped going up and was starting to lower back down, presumably to let out a search party. Kyra decided that it was time to go and headed deeper into the forest. When she had covered about a mile of distance on foot, she deemed it safe enough to take flight and fly the rest of the way to her lair. She did glance back once at the cart, but at that point she was too far away to see what was happening. She briefly wondered what had happened to those humanoids and to the bronze dragon, Mal but she pushed those thoughts from her mind. She didn't need them. laughed out loudly. That's not right.